Grace and peace. This is A.L. Blue of Better Life Ology, and I'm a pastor, mentor, author, Better Life teacher from the spiritual community, the Better Life Empowerment Movement, Inc., and you're listening to Better Life Ology Radio Broadcast. What if I told you that you are more than you've been told? As a matter of fact, you are better than you imagine. You have power within you, a God-given power to change your current reality, no matter how much or little that change may be. See, the power is within you. Join us on a journey of discovery that you may live your better life now. It's called Better Lifeology. As you learn these skills and practices, along with better life principles, you will see the results you've been praying for, the results you've been looking for and ultimately running after, and they will be manifested for you. See, Better Lifeology is the ability to learn how to manifest your better life now, and anyone can do this. It starts with you. And we have an assignment from God, an ordained purpose to help you build your better life experience as you are tapping into the power that is already contained within you. Welcome to Better Lifeology radio broadcast, where it's already getting better. Good afternoon, my brothers and sisters. Welcome and thank you for joining us on our Lunchtime with God. We welcome each and everyone who's on the line. We appreciate you taking the time to feed your spirit as well as feeding your body on our Lunchtime with God. Be prepared with your Bibles, notebooks, and pens as we get ready to welcome our spiritual leader and teacher, Pastor Adrian Blue. In the meantime, between time, let's get our hearts ready to receive him as he comes with a word to bless you. Let's get ready to be blessed. Please hold. Hello, grace and peace. God bless each and every one of you. Welcome to our Lunchtime with God. This is Pastor Blue of the Better Life Empowerment Movement, and we are grateful to be together once again on another Wednesday, not just any Wednesday, but a winning Wednesday, as we come to observe uh, the Passion Week of Christ. That's right. In a couple of days, we're going to experience the resurrection and I believe all these that are happening in the natural also has a powerful impact on the spiritual. Make no mistake about it, they too go hand in hand. Well, I got a word from the Lord today that I'm going to be sharing with you about changing your position. That's right. We've been dealing with, uh, in our new series, 
especially for the beginning of this year, from 2019, 2019 changes everything. That is not just a statement. That is a declaration. It's not just something you're saying. It's something that you're, that you're seeing. Because when you change, it changes. Oh, I'm teaching already. When you change, it changes. And we want to put an emphasis and a focus on you understanding the plan that God has in store for those who are willing to change their position. Turn in your Bibles, if you will. We're going to open up. We're going to go to two uh, uh, places of Scripture. We're going to open up in the Old Testament. All right, in the Old Testament, we're going to look at. Uh, uh, we're going to look at. Um, uh, no, New Testament, rather. Excuse me. <laughs> we're going to look at the uh, uh, First Peter, fourth chapter, twelfth verse. That's First Peter, the fourth chapter, and the twelfth verse. And then we'll go back to the Old Testament. Well, let's do the Old Testament first. Go to Zechariah 13. Zechariah 13, we're going to look at 8 through 10. Then we're going to read from the New Testament, which is First Peter. All right? And um, the fourth chapter, verses 12 through 19. Let's start off with Zechariah. Write this down if you're taking notes. I'm going to read the word. We're going to pray, and we're going to go right into it uh, so we can make sure that we have enough timing. But there's a word that God has for you. First Peter, the uh, Zechariah rather, the thirteenth chapter, verses eight. It shall come to pass in that time in the land, saith the Lord, two thirds shall be cut off and die, but the third part shall be left therein, and I will bring the third part through the fire, and will refine them as uh, as silver is refined, and try them as gold is tried. Then they shall call upon my name, and I will hear them. I will say, it is my people, and they shall say, the Lord is my God. Then I want you to go over to First Peter, the fourth chapter, verses 12 through 19. And I'm going to read this also in the King James Version. Watch what the word of the Lord says. It says, but beloved, think not as strength for the fiery trials. The same fire is used in Zechariah for the fiery trial, which is the triune, as though something strange is happening to you. This is 1 Peter 4, 12, 13. But rejoice in so much that as you are partakers of Christ's suffering, that when his glory shall be revealed, you might be glad also with exceeding joy. If you be reproached for the name of Christ, if you go through for the name of Christ, if you suffer for the name of Christ, happy are you, for the spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. And on their part, he is evil spoken, but on your part, he is glorified. I want to talk to today from the subject, I've been through the test, now I'm ready for what God has next. I'm changing my position. I've been through the test, now I'm ready for what God has next. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and the hearing of his word, and let's bow our heads for a word of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. 
We come now thanking you for the privilege again to study your word, to hear your truth, to walk in the fullness that we have from you. Now, Father, I ask that you make teaching easy and understanding easier. Father, allow the revelation knowledge to impact the life of every person who is in position to succeed because they've made a decision to change it. Father, I thank you today that your word is power. And not only is it power, but it's practical. And today we're going to hear the practicality of what you've called for us to do. And Lord, we thank you for the change because we refuse to remain the same in Jesus' name. And we bless you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. My brothers and sisters, as we see the change that is happening inside of uh, the very lives of the believers, especially those who are part of the Better Life Movement, one thing that is necessary for your change is going to times be the fire. The fire is not always an easy thing to deal with. But however, if you want to succeed in life, you must understand that difficulties and challenges are all a part of the everyday life experience. I'm going to say it again. If you want to succeed in life, you must understand that difficulties and challenges are a part of the everyday life experience. Make no mistake, sometimes the marriage won't be where it should be. The money won't be uh, frequent as you would like it to be. Your health may not be top-notch. You know, uh, you won't be the favorite friend or you won't be the celebrated one. There will be times in your life because life is filled with what is called peaks and valleys. The peaks are the mountaintops. That's when everything seems to flow well. That's when every time you turn around, I mean, it just seems like you just keep getting blessed. That's when some of you, maybe you have yet to experience that. But we all experience those times in life. But with every peak or mountaintop comes the valley low experience. But guess what? You were never meant to stay in the valley. You were never meant to stay in the challenge. I'm talking about the experience that is so difficult sometimes that it feels like the mountain is on you. Have you ever been that far down when when you look up, it just doesn't seem like any way you're going to make it out of what you're in? It is here that I want you to understand that these challenges and difficulties are meant to make you stronger. And whenever, without them, your life will not become what it was meant to be. Because it is a known fact that if it wasn't for the things that make you pray, nine times out of ten, you would not be impressed. If it wasn't for the things that make you say, enough is enough, change has have to come. Nine times out of ten, you will not go after that change. And while this is difficult to understand, we all must embrace the fact that it is sometimes the fire that God uses to burn the impurities out of our life and to make us stronger. Because the fire is significant. The fire is important. And in Zechariah, the 13th chapter, where we open up inside of this lesson today, we, we, what we see is we see uh, the prophet begin to explain how God is going to improve the relationship between he and his people. 
Now again, listen to me carefully. We see the prophet Zechariah beginning to explain how God is going to improve the relationship. But in order for God to improve the relationship, get this, sometimes you got to cut some people away. Uh, I know some of you may not like this, but there are some times if God is going to get you to where you need to be, he has to cut the ties that is binding you to people who don't believe at the level you're believing. Cut the ties. And when I say the ties, sometimes it's the entire relationship. Sometimes it's dependence on the relationship. Sometimes you've got to get to the place where the only word you need is a word from God. Am I talking to anybody yet? Am I talking to anybody? Sometimes the only thing you need is a word from God. I don't need your opinion. I don't need your perspective. I don't need what you said. I just need a word from God and that word to say, keep on moving. Because if I bring you to it, I'm certainly going to bring you through it. I'm here to tell somebody today that you did not make it this far in 2019 just because of your good looks. Just because of your good luck. No, you made it this far because the Lord says, I'm going to bring you to a place that you got to go through it first. But as you go through it, write this down, you must learn to grow through it. See, if you never learned from your issues or learned lessons from your mistakes, you are bound to repeat them until you learn. And if you can get to the place where you say, I'm going to learn how to make better decisions this time. I'm going to learn how not to be so responsive in my flesh when I go through the difficulties of life. I'm going to learn how to keep my hand in the unchanging hand of our God. I'm going to learn how to stand my ground when everything around me says, just let go and run away. I'm going to learn this time on how to be victorious when everything around me says that there's no way I can experience victory, there's only defeat. The fire has significance in your life. And that fire sometimes have to put the relationships where they need to be. Now, some of you right now, you are in negative circumstances. Every time you turn around, there's somebody telling you what can't be done or what you can't do, or they second looking at you or they second guessing you. You listen, don't let that get to you, baby. You got to get to the place where you understand that the enemy going to use whoever he can to try and stop and block you from moving forward. And if you know the enemy going to use them, you've got to let God use you. Who am I talking to here, in here today that you got to the place where you said the reason why I'm changing my position because far too long I've been used, I've been abused, I've been talked down to, I've been done wrong, but this time I'm going to rise up and I'm going to complete the assignment. This time I'm going to stay committed to what God has called me. This time I'm not running from the ministry because somebody has something to say about something that was uh, not their business in the first place. This time I'm going to stay plugged in because I know that as I plug in, I'm going to be empowered to win. I'm here to tell you today, you got to get to the place of recognizing that there is significance for the fire. And we don't like it. Everybody wants an easy peasy life. Everybody wants to be able to call upon the name of the Lord and immediately you're caught up into his presence. But it is the times in which we don't hear him. Glory to his name. That makes the fact when we do hear him so significant. And I'm here to tell you, I don't care who you are. There are times that God will speak through you to other people, but won't say it not a thing to you for yourself. Oh, 
Now, why is that, Pastor? Why does it happen that I can just be excited for everybody? I can be happy for everybody. I can be joy for everybody. But when it comes down to me, it seems like I don't have that same joy. It is only because God is perfecting something inside of you that you don't take ca- casual what God is getting ready to do. You don't take casual it. You don't just deal with it as, ah, uh, it's just something he's done. No. This next blessing is going to be so powerful inside of your life that when you talk about the restoration of your life, when you talk about the next time around of your life, you're going to be able to celebrate it like never before because you know that what God is doing and what he has done was everything you were being prepared for. This time around is going to be different. So the fire, the challenges, the difficulties are necessary. And this is what the devil don't understand. Because the devil thinks he's winning in your life when you go through the challenge. Am I, am I saying something to somebody? The devil thinks that he's winning. And every time you turn around and you're getting told off by your children. Now think about that. How are your children telling you off? Come on. Uh-huh. The devil thinks he's winning every time there's a wedge of divide where you're not inside of a marriage. You're inside of a, a partnership whereby you're existing. For there's no love or no connection. The devil thinks he's winning. But what he don't understand is that you've been made stronger than you think you, than you know you are, that you can take a licking and keep on digging, that just because you're going through it doesn't mean you're going to die in it. Say, yea, do I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil, for God is with me, and he's ready to rise me up and allow me to live a life that will give him glory. I can't wait to the day that when you show up, people see the glory of God because they understood your story of struggle. I can't wait to the day that when you step forward, people are going to, same ones who put their mouth on you, are going to turn around and have to bless you. I can't wait for the day that when you come forth, that the same ones who thought it will be over for you are the same ones who want to celebrate you because the challenges and the difficulties of life are meant to make you one word, two syllables better. Come on, somebody. It's made to make you better. It's meant to make you better. And when you understand that, then now, when we read Zechariah the 13th chapter, when the prophet begins to give an understanding to the people of God, this is what he says. Verse number 8, Zechariah 13 and 8, if you're just joining us, you don't want to miss it. I've been to the test. Now I'm ready for what God has next. Watch what happens inside of the text. Inside of the text, verse 8, it says, It shall come to pass in the land. Say of who? The Lord. So the Lord is saying, this has got to happen. I'm trying to help somebody here. You praying, you praying that you can just bypass the struggle. You praying that you can bypass the situation. No, baby. Listen, I heard the songwriters of old says, Lord, don't move my mountain, but give me the strength to climb it. Now, there is such a special significance. When God gives you the strength to make it through what you're in, when you come out on the other side, there's a praise on your mouth that cannot be uh, 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 done away with. There is a praise in your spirit that nobody can quench. There is a reality of the relationship with God that you have, that you have known him from the challenge of life instead of just knowing of him from all the niceties and the beauties that other people talk about. If you want to know God for yourself, if you want to have the relationship with God for yourself, then yeah, baby, you got to take a lick it and keep on ticking. you got to go through some things because it's going to prove to you who you are and it's going to prove uh, to, to, to uh, prove to you who God is, rather, and prove to God who you are. 
because you didn't quit, because you didn't go back on your word, because you made a declaration, and when you said, I'm going to do this and do that, all hell started breaking loose, losing your life, when you made a decision to follow God. But you didn't go back. You didn't go back to what's comfortable. You kept on moving. And you said, Lord, for you I live and for you I die. Am I talking to anybody here? This is indeed the place where you need to be. When you go through the test, you can be ready for what happens next. Watch the text. Verse number 8, Zechariah, 13th chapter. Verse number 8, it shall come to pass in the land. Two, saith the Lord, two parts shall be cut off and die. Two parts shall be cut off and die. Two parts shall be cut off and die. In essence, there are some things you're connected to right now that the Lord says for this next level, i got to cut those things off. There's dependence. There's behavior. There's certain ungodly connections. Come on, somebody know what I'm talking about here. Oh, I know I hear God and I feel him all over this. That he says, i got to cut out your life. Why? Because if I raise you to the next level, if I give you a greater revelation of me, and these influences are in your life, number one, they're going to take the credit, or number two, they're going to drag you down, or they can be an interference. So he says two-thirds are going to be cut off. Now, now, I can handle the cut off, but God, where does the dying come in? Why do they die? And Holy Spirit began to share with me that the reason why they die is God is the life giver. And you cut yourself off from the life giver, you die. There's nothing giving you life. I don't care if you have all the money in the world. If, you don't, if you're not connected to your purpose, having all the money in the world is why rich people commit suicide too. It's why wealthy people begin to do uh, 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 unimaginable things because they have nothing to live for. So when you are cut off from God, and that's why you got to make sure that when you're going through your challenge and you're going through your time, that you don't put yourself inside of a ball or, or lock yourself away. Because if you cut yourself off, you will die. First, a spiritual death. Then, a relational death. Lastly, a physical death. Listen to me. You can't cut yourself off from God. I know it's tough. Whenever you're going through, the best place to be is one of God. I don't understand as a pastor why I, I, you know, there's been many times I've talked to people who have went through some of the most difficult times of their life, and I don't see them in, in, at the gatherings. I don't see them on, on, on the teaching. I don't see them serving the Lord, even though it's tough. They simply withdraw. And when you withdraw, you become a part of the two parts. That the prophet is talking about. You then begin to be cut off. Why? Because in God, listen to me carefully. I'm trying to teach you this this uh, this morning, in that this afternoon. In God, anything that is not productive, He eventually cuts off. Now, if God does that, now for those of you who need proper context, John the seventh, the fifteenth chapter in the New Testament. We're not going there now, but I'm making a point. Anything that is not productive in God, He eventually cut off. Now, you say, well, Pastor, what about grace? I thought he, his grace is ever sufficient. Yes, he'll give you grace until the time that he got to cut it off. Why? Because if you're not being productive in the Lord, and when I say productive, I'm talking about with your life. 
I'm talking about with your relationship. Some of you have been saved for so long, but if I ask you how many people have you shared your story with, some of you would give me some sad numbers. Some of you can go months without telling somebody about who Jesus is. Telling them the two parts, your story and his story. Your story and his story. There's two things we ought to be ready to say on our list. If you're going to be flowing in any type of example before the Lord, you've got to be willing to tell people your story. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I once was blind, but now I see. And then his story. When I was lost, he became my guide. When I was blind, he gave me my sight. See, your story and his story. Somebody need to write that down. You need to get this in your spirit because God is bringing you through something right now that when he gives you the platform and the opportunity, the, the ministry that comes from your mess, the ministry that comes from your misery, and the message from your mess is going to be so powerful, it's going to cause such a mighty anointing to break the yokes of others just because you showed up to talk about it. But if you withdraw, and become unproductive, you get cut off. And listen to me, that's a sad thing. And I see it all the time, even when it comes inside of relationships. Whenever there's, is, there's no productivity inside of a relationship, then comes the temptation to abandon the relationship. Because what's the purpose of being here if I can't grow, if I can't receive, if I can't... Are you following what I'm saying here? And the enemy uses all these things to try to keep you confused. But the Lord says, make no mistake about it. It's going to come a time in the land that two-thirds are going to be cut off and they're going to die. Now, they're not going to be cut off because I want to cut them off. They're going to be cut off because they don't want to be committed. And I want to talk to you here today. I've been like this in the natural, like I'm in the spiritual. The easiest, quickest way for me to drop a relationship is to see a person doesn't want to be committed. Because I'm a committed person. I, I, I will go through hell and high water for you, but the moment I feel like you don't want to do the same, don't let the door hit you with a good Lord split you. You've got to give people the good gift of goodbye. You sometimes got to tell folks, well, if you don't want to be here, I'm, I'm not going to be in your way. But guess what? Those who are going to ride with you, who are going to die with you, if you suffer with me, you shall also reign with me, and that's what we're going to see in the New Testament when we get to that teaching. But the key thing I want you to understand, make no mistake about it, he says, he says, two-thirds have got to be cut off. And when they get cut off, it's going to die. But now, you would think that's the hard part. No, that's the easy part. See, some of you think separation is hard. No, it's easy. If you're not going where I'm going, then we don't need to go together. I can't get no help in here. Please understand, the scripture says, how can two walk together unless they agree? Now, the agreement has to be on the destination. Not on the way we do it. See, I, the way I do it may be different than the way you do it. The way I do it as a pastor in ministry is different the way another pastor does it. But what's the destination? People are free. People are set free. People are knowing God. People are growing in God. That's the destination. And if you're going to be engaged or in, in, in relationship with anybody, is the destination, the final destination, the agreeable point. Because watch this, the two-thirds that are cut off, it's not because God wanted to do that. 
God does not want to cut you off. I'll say it again. Somebody needs that encouragement to know because you thought the last thing you've done, the last situation you were in, yes, you were guilty. You should have done it. You didn't fall. You walked into it. Uh-huh. That's right. He don't want to cut you off. He Listen, he, listen. he only cuts you off because you refuse to be committed. Some of you are going through financial hardships. Why? You refuse to be committed. You refuse to say, God, it's not my money, it's yours. I'm only a steward. I get it. And, Lord, if, if you can see my faithfulness in giving, then I know you will bless my living. Because golden giving brings golden living. See, it's your commitment, not the fact that God want to cut you off. But he says, hey, two-thirds are going to get cut off. And when they do, because they're not attached to the life-giving source, they're going to die. But then he, he puts some emphasis now on the third part. Are you seeing this in the text? Zechariah, the 13th chapter, verse, uh, verse number uh, 9. And I will bring, this is the Lord, the third part. That's those who remain, what is called the remnant. Say the remnant. Say the remnant. Not the movie, the remnant. The remnant. The remnant simply it means a small part of the whole. I've come to find out that every time God got ready to do something major, he couldn't do it, everybody. He uses a remnant of people, a remnant of folks who have made up their mind, God, I'm committed no matter who's not. It could be my husband. It could be my wife. It could be my children. God, I'm going to stay committed to you and this assignment regardless of who's not. That's the remnant. Because if you're only happy when everybody else is happy, you're not a part of the remnant. You're a part of the whole. And we saw what he did with the whole. Two-thirds of, of those were cut off and died. That's more than half. That's more than half. But the third part, he says, I'm going to bring through the fire. Now, here's what you understand. The fire represents the challenges and the difficulties of life. But as you begin to understand the fire, you also begin to understand that it's inside of the fire that you find your strength. Write that down. It's in the fire that I found my strength. It's when I was rejected by others because I refused to be like them that I found strength in my uniqueness and my difference in him. Anybody ever been there before? Have you ever been rejected to the point where some folks don't even want to associate with you? As a matter of fact, they see you, they wave at you from a distance because they don't want others to see you, uh, them being connected to you based upon where you are or what you've done. Have you ever been there before? But guess what? Here it is. I want you to understand. It is in the fire that I, that I find my strength. It's where you find who you are. It's when the doors are closed that you become even more determined to open them to the next level. It is here, my brothers and sisters, that he says, the third part I'm going to bring through the fire. Now, understand, underline this word in your Bible, and yes, you can write inside of your textbook. Understand, write this inside of your Bible. The word through means I'm going in, but I'm also coming out. Oh, my God, I wish I could shout right now. Woo! That's a good shouting stuff. I'm going in, but I'm also coming out. I'm here to tell somebody, no matter what you're in right now, don't you get discouraged. Don't you put your head down and frown that God is bringing you in it. But guess what? You're not going to stay in it. Come on. You're coming out of it. 
you're going to come out better, you're going to come out stronger, you're going to come out wiser, you're going to come out even greater than you was before you went in. That's why the songwriter said, if the devil only knew what I was going to be after the fire or the struggle, he would have never met bothered me. If the devil only knew what you were going to be, he would stop you from going into it. But he got you in it now. You know, I've observed, I've observed, uh, uh, especially being in Texas, there's different areas where they do pottery. And these areas of pottery, I observed that in these areas, when the clay has been moistened, wet, and shaped, that then they take the clay and they put the clay into the fire. Now, you might think, why don't they just let the clay dry naturally? Because there is a certain type of strength that happens in your life under pressure. There's a certain type of strength that happens in your life in the fire that will not happen if you're kept from it. And as much as we want the Lord and we trust God with our lives, how many of you trust God with your entire life? How many of you trust God with your family? How many do you? How many trust God with everything a part of you? Even though we trust him, I'm here to tell you today, the fire is necessary for the change in your position. Because look at this, when the pottery is put inside of the fire uh, uh, basin, the fire which is heated seven to eight to nine times hotter than normal, caused there to be a strengthening of the clay. Here's what I want you to get. The Bible calls man... Off of the clay, off the ground. We as man are, uh, and woman are made of clay. You are clay. You are, listen, I, you, I ain't got time to go there, but I, if I did, I'd tell you to go to Genesis 1.26. When the Lord said, let us make man in our own image after our likeness. And then what he did was, he then took the dust of the ground. He breathed into the nostrils. Man became a living soul. He became a living soul. Then he put man to sleep, took a rib out of the side, made one man. Listen, you were made from the clay. But I just showed you from the, uh, uh, the pottery example, the clay is only strengthened in the fire. I don't like it no more than you do, but it's necessary. And God says, you're not going to stay in it, but I've got to bring you through it. And I've learned to stop fighting against, on, I stop, I've learned to stop fighting God on what I want to be comfortable with. No, God, if you got to do it, if you got to let my family be the example, if you got to allow my life and my, my, my destiny to show others what it means to be 100% committed, to give it all so you can have it all, then, Lord, if you're going to use anything, Lord, then, Lord, use me. Anybody ready to make that testimony? Anybody ready to make that declaration? If you're ready to make it, just speak it in the atmosphere. God, if you're going to use anything, Lord, you can use me. Come on. You can use me, God. You can use me on the job. You can use me in the community. You can use me when it comes to uh, what, what, what we're going through. You can use me in the family. You can use me, God, if you're going to use anything. Lord, then you can use me. It is here, my brothers and sisters, that he says, that once that you go through the fire, watch what happens. He says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put you through the fire as silver is refined, and I'm going to try you as gold is tried. Now, now, you got to understand what that means now. 
Because if you understand anything about gold and silver, and believe you me, I do. When gold and silver is refined in the fire, gold and silver are not put in there one time only. Glory be to God. Not one time only. No, it's put in there repeatedly until the silversmith uh, can find or see his reflection. That means that, baby, as much as you don't like it, you are going to go into the fire, you're going to go into difficulties in relationships, in your finances, over and over and over again until God can finally see his reflection. And when God can see his reflection, then he says, you look like me, which means you'll flow like me, you'll operate like me. But there's some things in our life, glory to God, if we can open the lines and start testifying, that many of us can say that it's not like God right now. There are some things in your life, there's some things in your thinking, there's some things in your behavior patterns, there's some things that are in you that are not like God. So if he says, I'm going to try them as silver is refined and try them as gold is tried, that means occasionally and repeatedly we're going to go into that difficulty. We're going to go into the hot, the hot situation. We're going to go into the difficulty. But watch this, what's what happens. I told you the key focus of going through is understand that you're coming out. You're coming out. You're coming out. And he says, when you come out of this fire, and I see my reflection, then I know you're ready. Well, how do, how do we show God his reflection? How do God see his reflection in our life? Let's, let's put a pause right here in Zechariah, and we're going to certainly come back to it. I want to call your attention. Go over to First Peter. Go back over to First Peter. Oh, I hope, I hope I'm helping you today. Because if you're going to change your position, you've got to understand how the change comes. And it comes through the fire. Go to First Peter. First Peter 12, 4 chapter, 12 verse. First Peter, the 4th chapter, the 12 verse. Watch what the scripture says. Oh, I'm running out of time. Let me hear this up. It says, Beloved. Now, I love the fact that the word beloved is used as to say, listen, I love you, but listen to what I'm about to say. All because I love you. Think not it strange because of the fiery trial which is to try you, as though something strange is happening to you. And that's in verse number 12. He's telling you, hey, Stop tripping because of what you're going through in that relationship. Examine my position. I'm trying to make you a better man. I'm trying to make you a better woman. Stop putting the blame all on the other person. Well, if they would just change, then we'd be all right. No, baby. God want to change you in this. God want to change you. He want to allow you to show love to somebody who may be difficult in loving you back. He want to he change you to be there and be the godly example of somebody who don't know what God even looks like. You let alone an example of what he should be. Listen to me. God got you inside of that fire because he wanted to do something in you, but don't you start tripping because you in it. Don't you start tripping when you start giving up on God. Well, Lord, it's just so hard. It's just so difficult. So you know what? I might as not even serve you. I might as just go back. You know, I remember one time I was in counsel with somebody who was a baby in Christ. 
And I'm not going to say the name to protect the innocent, but I was in counsel with them. And they said, well, Pastor, it seems like when I made up my mind to serve God, the devil keeps on messing and causing havoc in my life. Maybe I should just go back and not even not even serve God, and, and therefore the devil won't mess with me. And I told, I told this person, there was a baby in Christ, so we can excuse that. They didn't understand. But I told them, I said, you ought to thank God for the challenges of your life. Because when the devil is messing with you, it only shows that he ain't got you. Because uh, the only person who the enemy doesn't mess with his folks, he already got. So if you're being talked about, if you're being disrespected, if you're being downed and dogged and disregarded, then you ought to give God the glory. Don't you, don't you dare think it's strange that you're in it, because God is working something in you that's going to make you come forth better than ever. Come on, somebody. You want to be better? Then sometimes you got to be broken before you get better. it got to be broken before you get better. Just watch the text. It says, verse 13, we're going to show how God sees his reflection. But rejoice. Don't think it's strange that you're in the fire. Rejoice. Now, I thought that was crazy in and of itself. Oh, I, I wish I had a thousand people I was able to talk to right now. I thought that was crazy in and of itself. You telling me not to think it's strange I'm in the fire, but to be happy I'm in it? Rejoice. Is as much as you are a partaker of Christ's suffering. That means everything you've gone through, Christ's been through. Has he been betrayed? Yes. Has he been talked about? Yes. Has, has he been plotted on? Yes. Right now, today, Judas has just made a decision to betray our Lord Jesus thousands of years ago. Today, the religious leaders of the day are talking about how they can kill him. How they can arrest him and kill him. The same folk he came to help. Jesus ain't done wrong to nobody. All he came was to show people a better way. And he got ostracized and criticized. Everything you're going through right now, he's been through. First, but but in, 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 in 1 Peter 4.13, it says, Rejoice in as much as you are partakers of Christ's suffering that you, when his glory shall be revealed, may also be glad with exceedingly joy. That means that as you are partakers of his suffering, when the glory comes, you're going to be partakers of the glory. God says, I'm not going to let you go through what you're going through and not reward you for saying, for going through it. Somebody need to hear that one more time. You might need to write that down. I'm not going to let you go through what you're going through and not reward you for going through it. Not staying in it, but going through it. I, listen, and that says, once I see my reflection in the meadow, I bring it up out of the fire. And here's my question to you. Can God see his reflection in the area of your finances? Are you able to say, God... I'll give it all over to you and trust you as you open the door for me later. Are you willing to say, God, if it's, if, if, if it's, if it's come from you, then, Lord, it can go back to you if you want it. I've made a declaration, and I, I mean this all in my heart. Lord, everything I have is yours. If you want me to give it away, if you want me to give it back, if you want me to, whatever it is, I'll do it. Because I know there's more in store than before. And, and that was a result of me going through the fire. Because if you never was in a place where you didn't have a car, when you have one, you're thankful. 
If you never was in a place where you didn't have people who believed in you, people who committed to you, when you do, you're grateful. If you've never been in a place where you didn't have love, the moment you have love, you're grateful. It is the fire that prepares us for the times of peace. And I know oftentimes it's not talked about a lot. It's not expressed a lot because people can't handle that. It doesn't make sense. But it does make God. This is how God operates. He says, I'm looking for my reflection. And his reflection is his glory upon you. When people see that there's something different about you, guess what they're saying? I see God's reflection on you. That's what's different. You ain't like everybody else. You ain't like all those others who will quit because things don't go their way or, or things ain't happening the way they should be. Or, or you're going to walk out on your marriage because your husband's not doing what you want him to do for you instead of you focus on what you can do for him. Come on here. You want, you want your wife. You walk out on your wife because she's not meeting your needs. But at the end of the day, you're not even setting the atmosphere for you to meet her. Come on. Come on. It's not about you. It's about what God wants to do in you and through you. To make you better. Oh my God. I'm here to tell somebody as we get ready to close today. Because my time is going forth. And I, I tell you I feel like preaching this. But I'm trying to contain myself. He says. He says. I'm taking you through the test. I'm taking you through the test. Will you remain faithful in the test? Will you still serve me? When the very folks who you think should be excited about you being with Jesus, are the folk who are hating on you being with Jesus. Will you still serve me? Will you still follow my, my way, my directive, follow my leaders, follow my man or woman of God? Will you still do that? When you got side conversation telling you, you ain't got to do all that, why are you doing that? Why are you on the phone? Why, why, why aren't you going? You don't go to, what, what, why, why, why? Listen, that's nothing but the fire. But I'm telling you, in the fire, God is looking for his reflection. That's why when we go back over, let's go back over. Let's go back over to Zechariah, the 13th chapter. We understand now. We're not going to trip when we're in the fire. We're not going to think it's strange. But we know that when we suffer for him and with him, when it's raining time, we're going to rain with him. When the glory comes, the reflection of who he is, is the glory. Listen. The reflection of who God is on you is the glory of God on you. It is the glory of God on you. Watch, go back over to Zechariah 13 chapter so we can close out this text and this teaching. Because God told me to tell you that you've been through the test. Now it's time to get ready for what he has next. Watch what happens. Verse number 9, Zechariah 13 chapter, verse number 9 for those who are just joining us. And if you did, you want to get the recording and come back on this because I want you to understand that there is a season in your life that God wants to use the fire to take you higher. He wants to use the challenge to build you stronger because in the fire is your strength. Did you hear me? In the fire is your strength. Watch what happens here. Verse number nine, he says, I'll bring the third part through the fire. I will refine them as silver is refined, try them as gold is tried, which means you will repeatedly go in and out of the fire. In and out. Now, the fire won't last forever. And the cycle won't last forever. 
Why are you in it? Let's see if you learned it so far. If you if you don't group me, I want you to text me. What is God looking for? Text it on group me if you ha- if you can. But if you go into the fire, he come out of it. Then you go back in. What is he looking for? What is he looking for? What is he looking for in you? What is he looking for in your life? Oh, I dare you today, if you're following along with me, you've got to begin to decree it and declare it. Because if you don't know it, then you're going to be confused. Why? After all this time, I'm still here. After all this time, I'm still going through. After all this time, it's still difficult. Yes, baby, because God hasn't seen what he's looking for. What is God looking for? Anybody know what he's looking for? If you don't know, then let me hurry up and tell you. God is looking for his reflection. Can he see you? That's it, Pat. Come on. Come on, Pat, from you, Hatcher. Don't I see you? Can he see himself in you? When the family's fighting, are you going to be the one to take the high road? Can he see himself in you? When folk are plotting against you, or are you going to turn around and, and tell folk, if you get me, I'm going to get you back? Can he see himself in you? That Jesus Christ himself took a licking and kept on ticking. Been betrayed, but kept moving. Even at the point where Peter, his his listen, his inner circle uh, partner, said, "Come on, Pastor, let's kill all of them." Peter pulled out his sword, and we ain't there yet, but you'll know that about that on Good Friday. He put uh, on Thursday, going into Good Friday, he put out his sword to cut the ear off of the Roman guard who's coming to apprehend Jesus. He pulled out his sword and watched what the Lord did. The Lord healed the soldier and told Peter, put that away. If you live by the sword, you die by the sword. This is my fire. I got to go into it to, to go higher. Make no mistake about it. When Jesus prayed the prayer, Lord, if it is your will that I, you know, go, not go through this, uh, this cup of suffering, take it away from me. Now, what he was saying was, not, Lord, I don't want to go through this. He said, Lord, I don't want to be separated from you. This is the first time that Jesus would have been separated from God in heaven. First time ever in ages or eons, and it will never happen again. But this moment, separation came because the sin of you and me was on the back of Jesus. And where there's sin, a holy God cannot dwell in. But this was the Lord going through his fire. And if you suffer with him, you shall also reign with him. And so therefore, what God is looking for when you are in the fire is can he see his reflection in you? Are you reflecting in your marriage? Are you reflecting in your financial statements that you, that you give to the kingdom of God, that you serve the, uh, the Lord, that you realize, Lord, all this ain't mine. All this is not mine. It's for me to do good for the kingdom of God through better life. Come on. Can he see your reflection, his reflection in you? Or when he see you, or when he, when he looks in the fire, all he sees is a person undone. So you got to go back in. Like gold and silver is constantly put in to come out. Because when he sees your reflection, guess what happens? The dynamics of your relationship changes. What do you mean here? When God sees his reflection in you, the dynamics of the relationship changes. When he sees his reflection, some of you are so loose and you are so open with the things of this world that when you go through, you start acting like folk of this world. You start cussing other folk out when they do you wrong. Listen, it's all right to speak your mind sometimes, but you ain't got to tell nobody off like you don't know the Lord yourself. Come on here. 
He needed to see your reflection. How did God deal with the enemy? When God dealt with the enemy, he put the enemy at times in his place. He told the devil to come out. He told the devil to shut up. He told the devil to leave. We even see that with Paul. Paul, when he told the woman who was following behind him, uh, being used in divination, Paul turned around and told the woman, in the name of Jesus Christ, shut up and come out of her. Come on, it's okay to deal with some, some folks sometimes, but if you don't deal with them, you better deal with them the way Jesus would have dealt with them, not the way you feel like dealing with them. He, he says, when I can see my reflection in you, watch verse number 10, the last part of verse number 9, rather, and this is where we close out. He says, they then shall call upon my name, because I see my reflection. Now when they pray, ah, glory to his holy name. Now when they call out unto me, I see my reflection. I will hear them. In essence, it is safe to say that if God doesn't see his reflection, he ain't even trying to hear you. This is why I teach people all the time that God will not hear a sinner's prayer. Uh-huh. God will not hear a, a sinner who, who the only uh, prayer a God will hear from a sinner is when a sinner repents and accepts Jesus Christ in his life. That's the only way. Because that sinner, the person who don't know the Lord, who's separated from God, doesn't have God's reflection. But he says, when I can see my reflection in you, guess what? You go, I, now when you call upon me, now when you go into meditation, now when you begin to decree a thing and believe it shall be established, guess what? I will hear you. And what I love about this last part is not only will he hear us, but here's where the examination comes. He says, I will hear you. I then will say, it is my people, and they shall say, the Lord is my God. Watch the revelation knowledge here. He said, when I see your reflection, you ain't got to worry about claiming me. I'm going, when I see my reflection in you, you don't have to worry about claiming me. I'm going to claim you first. That's why you see, according to the, the cadence of the scripture, you begin to see that the Lord says, it is my people. They pray, it's my people. Why? I see myself on them. Every good artist knows that when you create a masterpiece, you set it with your signature. That means there's something on that masterpiece that reflects the person who made it. And that's all God is after. He's after, can I see your reflection? Some of you, you, you ask it, well, Pastor, when I'm going to have my better life? Well, you ain't done being in the fire yet, honey. You ain't done being in the fire yet because you're still responding in the flesh. You're still acting, well, because I'm hurt, then I'm going to hurt other people. No, that ain't God. That ain't the Lord at all. God is about loving in spite of the pain, pushing and praying and pressing forward in spite of the rejection and the stoppage and the blockage. It's about you going forth. That's the reflection of God. And I'm here to tell you that when you can go through the test and you can complete it, now you're ready for what he has next. In my conclusion, as I get ready to close out right now, and I got less than five minutes, I want to tell you a story of an individual who started off in life literally feeling like they were winning, feeling like they could, you know, uh, be on top, revolutionize the world. And then one day went through a season of challenge and difficulty for, for 10 to 14 years, caught up inside of affairs, 
lost his marriage, career going down the tube, uh, uh, different uh, 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 ads and people who were sponsoring him begin to pull back. Folks start talking about this individual like they'll never recover. They might as well hang up and die. They might as well go forth. But that person stayed on the, on the field. That person kept on practicing. That person understood. And it's not what people say about me that is true. It's what I believe about me that is true. And this person kept on going. And after 14 years, what is now known as the greatest comeback in sports, just this past week, won the Masters in Augusta, Georgia. Who am I talking about? I'm talking about Tiger Woods, who understood what it was to go through the fire. And the fire strengthened him. It made him better. It made him stronger. And every hater had to eat his own words. Every person who was caught on tape saying, oh, well, he ain't going to make it. He's done. He Michael quit. Why are we even looking at him? Oh, it will never be the same. Every one of them had to eat their own words. They had to shut up from this day forth. Their credibility now has been uh, 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 ruined based upon the fact that this person was a person who says, even though I'm in the fire, I'm coming out. And when I come out, I'm coming out stronger than ever. Listen to me. You, there's a song I used to sing growing up inside of the church. Please be patient with me. God is not through with me yet. Please be patient with me. God is not through with me yet. When God gets through with me, when God gets through with me, I shall come forth. I shall come forth as pure gold. And that's it. I shall come forth whereby he sees his reflection in me. The fire is necessary, says the Lord. The fire is important. But you're not going to be in it to say you're going through it to come out of it. Because I'm looking for one thing. What is that? My reflection. And if God can see his reflection, then now you're ready for what's next. Because you have survived your very death. Do you receive the words of God today? Do you receive the word of the Lord today? That's all God is doing. He's looking for reflection. Some of you have been praying and crying and crying and praying. And Lord, why? And I don't understand. And I don't this and I don't that. And God says, yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Now you know. Now I'm telling you what it was. I'm trying to see how you're going to respond. I'm going to see how you respond. Listen, you, just because you're Christ-like doesn't mean you're my life. Just because you're Christ-like doesn't mean you're my life. No, I choose to take the way of God because I want him to see his reflection. I'm not going to poison you like you're trying to poison me. I'm not going to get off on you like you're trying to get off on me. I'm not going to do you wrong like you're trying to do wrong to me. I'm going to take the higher road because I need to show him my, his reflection. And when he sees his reflection, now he knows I'm ready for the next level. How about you? How about you? How about you? How many of you know that that's all God's been waiting for? That's all he's been waiting for is to see, get you ready for what's coming next. As we get ready to pray at this time, if you have never accepted the Lord Jesus Christ, I need all the believers praying for somebody who's listening to this word right now. It has become an answer to their, to their prayers. It's become an answer to why they're going through what they're going through. I need you to say to the Most High, pray. If you already know Jesus, there's somebody who's listening to recording or who's listening live, 
who don't know the Lord. I want you, we need to pray for them today. We need to pray for them today. And if you're hearing me, I want to pray for you. It's very simple. Just say this simple prayer right after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. I open my heart to you. I make you my Lord and Savior. And from this day forth, I am committed to walking in my better. Thank you. I am now saved. If you said that simple prayer, prayed it right after me, you have now opened your heart to Jesus Christ. We want to hear about it. We want to know who you are. Email me at pastorablue at gmail.com. That's pastorablue. That's pastorablue at gmail.com. Let me know you just accepted the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't want the teachings. I've been to the test. Now I'm ready for what God has next. And we want to give you what God has next. We want to give you a set of instructions on how you can grow and go in the things of God for you. Because God is getting ready to bless his people. 2019, the Lord told me to tell the people of God, I'm changing everything in your life in 2019. And if that's going to happen, then you've got to begin to show the Lord your reflection. He wants to see his reflection in thee. Amen. If you're listening today, before we close out, we never close out our time together without giving you an opportunity to sow unto the Lord, to give unto God. And this is what we want to do. We have a goal today in this ministry. We have a goal of $1,000, which means I need five persons who's committed to give a $200 seed. Everybody else, get as close to two as you can. But I need five persons who say, Pastor, I believe God. I want to show him my reflection. I want to show him he can trust me. I want to show him that my abundance will be my experience. There's five persons. We've got to do this quickly. We've got to do this quickly. Five persons, I want you to respond to God now. Hear me clearly. As you begin to respond unto the Lord by sowing a $200 seed, it's going to be a sacrifice because the Lord is seeing for it. If it's easy for you to give two, then you need to give four. If it's easy for you to give four, then you need to give eight. Come on here. You need to double that. Why? Because if it's easy, then it's not a sacrifice. When God can see his reflection in you and it becomes a sacrifice, it has much more meaning than if you're able to give them something that's nothing. Come on, we believe in God in this ministry to raise up millionaires. A $200 seed is like a $2 tip to a millionaire or to a billionaire. Well, guess what? That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about you making a sacrifice before the Lord to say, God, this is all that I have because you, the Lord, has given unto me. And if this is you today, how can I give? Very simple ways to give. If you're on Cash App, go to dollar sign, Better Life Increase. If you're on Cash App, go to dollar sign, Better Life Increase. If you're not on Cash App, but you want to give in other ways, you can go to our website, click on Donate Now, and, and follow any way you want to give. There's multiple ways right on that page. Or you can text the word, the number 200. 200. I'm asking five persons, five persons to meet me with a $200 seed today. it got to cost you something. It has to be a sacrifice. If it's not a sacrifice, I'm telling you, God doesn't want it. It's got to be something that you're saying, well, God, i got to trust you. I'm believing you because the Lord is looking 
for its reflection. Who am I talking to today? I want you to showcase your faith right now. Unmute your line. Say, Pastor, that's me. I'm one of those uh, uh, five uh, to give the $200 seed. Or, hey, maybe you might be compelled to the Lord to give so a $1,000 seed. It doesn't matter. I know this. I've been challenging the Lord today to challenge you, to challenge each and every one of us to sow a $200 seed. Who will respond? Unmute your line. We don't have a lot of time to do this. I need you to move now. Who are you? Where are you? Pastor, Hi, yes, Pastor. I am Pastor. one of the ones. Go ahead. Amen. I'm praise, praise the Lord. I'm one of, as well, Pastor. Pat from New Hampshire. All right, Pat from New Hampshire. I got to praise God. Bless your obedience. He's seen his reflection. And I believe that was uh, South Carolina Nikki. Am I right? You are correct. All right. Praise God. God is looking for the reflection. All right, guys. We, 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 I, I need three more. Three more persons. Three more persons. Obey God. Don't miss this. He's looking for his reflection. Where are you? Under your life. Quickly. We got to move quickly, children. We got to move quick. And everyone else, everybody can give today. Get as close to it as you can. If you can't, get, you can't give $200, then guess what? Give 20 Give 40 give it doesn't matter, 80 give 90 give $2, whatever it is. Show the Lord your his reflection in the areas of your finances. And if you do that, guess what? He's got to bless you. He's got to do it. If you're here today, come on. Come on. I need three more persons. Come quickly. Where are you? Where are you? Three more persons. I heard God today. I know I heard God today. He said, challenge my people. And this is what I'm here to do. Even if you're feeling like, well, Pastor, I need this for something else. Well, guess what? If God is asking for it, does, that, uh, does the other thing really matter? If God is asking for it. Because you don't know what it, that's going to unlock for the next level in your life. Pastor, if you're here, I am one of the ones. All right. Praise God. That sounds like Mother Blue, Evangelist Mother Blue. Amen. Uh, uh, from Evangelist Mother, <laughs> as we now affectionately call her from uh, Western New York. God bless you. Amen. Amen. All right. There's two more persons. There's two more persons. We almost there. Come on. Come on. Let's move by faith today, saints of the Most High. Let's move by faith. God, I'm showing you. I've been through the test. Now I'm ready. Come on. Amen. And you can send it inside of the uh, cash app, or you can send it by way of a smart giving or online. Either way, let's move quickly. I need to pray for it and release you today. Because we're coming out of this. We're coming over. Come on, that was the missing key. When the Lord gave me this revelation today, he said, all I was looking for is my reflection. Tell my people, I'm looking to see me and them. I'm looking to see me and them. There's one of my favorite songs that goes this. Let me see, let them see you in me. Let them see you when I speak. Let them see you when I sing. Let them see you. Let them see you in me. You know, anyway, my point is it's one of my favorite songs. But that's what the Lord says, I'm looking for my reflection. And that's why the fire is there. And the moment God can see himself, because you're responding differently, you're doing differently, then God turns around and he blesses your life like never before. There's two more persons, two more persons, and i got to get ready to pray. Come on, come on. If you can do that, go ahead, and I want you to unmute your line, say, I'm one of those ones, showcase your faith today. Showcase your faith today, because when God sees, when people 
people see you blessed, they can trace it back to the fact that you have followed God, you have obeyed God, and of course you should be blessed as a result of it. Amen. Amen. But I want every person who can, every person who can, let's meet our goal today, our ministry goal today. Let's meet it today. You can help me. And I thank God for those of you who are. Praise ye the Lord. All right, let's get ready to pray right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you right now for giving us this moment and this time. Thank you for making teaching easy today, understanding easier. Thank you for every seed that's being sown right now into this ministry, that, God, you are seeing the reflection in the area of finances to those who have sown the seed, those who make a vow to sow a seed, those who are following through. Father, I thank you for blessing us, for your word is very clear. When we give unto you, you will give back unto us. Press down, shake it together, run it over, shall men give unto our bosom. So, God, we release the seed today by faith with expectation. We release the seed today by faith with expectation that, Lord, not only are you going to bring us out of the fire, but we're coming out as pure gold. We're coming out better than ever. Glory to your name. We're coming out stronger. We're coming out greater. Oh, God, I bless you today. I magnify you today. I exalt you today for your people, oh, God. That, Lord God, you can bring the third part to the fire, and now the relationship is different. When they call upon you, you hear them. When they speak to you, you begin to release inside of their life a greater awareness of who they are. God, I thank you today. And I give you the praise for the open-door opportunities, for all that you are doing and the way you're doing it. God, I give you the glory. And, God, I thank you, for it shall be, because we believe and we declare it to be so. Because we're going to see your hand and your plan open up before us like never before. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And the people of God said, thank God. I thank God. Amen and amen. All right, saints of the Most High, every one of you who obey God, I'm telling you, you're showing God your reflection. And you do that. Continue to show God your reflection. Take the high road when folks take the low road. You go above when folk go below. You go in when folk try to go out. Come on here. Show the reflection of God. And the fire will strengthen you to go higher. Amen. I've been through the test. Now I'm ready for what God has next. I'm changing my position. God bless you all. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you for being on the call. God bless you. Thank you for your support of this ministry. Every soul saved. Every life changed goes to your credit because you see to it that this ministry is able to do it. God bless you all. Have a great day, everyone. Love you and bless one another before you get off the call. Hashtag, I'm changing my position. Decreed and declared in the atmosphere as we believe God all around here. God bless you all. Hashtag, I'm changing my position. Thank you, Pastor, for the awesome word. Blessings and prosperity to everyone. I love you all. Thank you, Pastor, for that mighty word. Hashtag, I'm changing my position. Everyone have a blessed day.
We would like to thank you for tuning in to Better Life Ology Radio Broadcast with A.O. Blue, produced by Better Life Media. We trust that you have been blessed by today's teaching. Please let us know at pastorALblue at gmail.com. For more information and to obtain a copy of today's broadcast, please visit www.betterlifeseeker.com. Just click the tab that says more, then shop. Thank you for spending time with this ministry. To discover the tools and techniques to build your better life now, we would like you to give a donation to support the ministry. You can text any amount to 407-456-7300. Again, you can text any amount to 407-456-7300. Or you can go to www.betterlifeseeker.com. Click on Donate Now where you can give through Cash App or PayPal online. Every gift is a gift that helps us to lead people to better. We bless you, we love you, and want you to always remember God created your life, but it's up to you to create the level of your living. And we, the Better Life Spiritual Community, can help. See you again next time on Better Life Ology Radio Broadcast, where it's already getting better.